The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins. Joined with our host, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Doing right here. A bit of a rough weekend for me personally, but you know, sports are here to uh, distract us from all that, and that's that's what they did tonight with a uh, a great game four between the Avs and Oilers. I'm sure our boy Joel here is pumped up. Well, it was sunny in Vancouver, but it was a dark day in Edmonton, boys, because the <laughs> Colorado Avalanche wiped up the Oilers. Goodbye. Uh, yeah, hell of a day. We're going back to the Stanley Cup Finals. It's been too fucking long, not since 2001. And, uh, yeah, doing really fucking good here, boys. Oh, it sounds like Jolie's having himself a good night. Everybody's having a good night tonight. The beers are flowing. The teams are winning. The bets are hitting. We're all doing okay. Uh, everybody, while we're on this, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be in for all the sports. Hockey playoffs are fucking sick. We're almost at the finals, boys. We got to finish out this Tampa New York series and we'll see who the finals matchup is. Uh, NBA's doing its thing there in the finals. USFL's popping off. It's awesome. Golf's ripping. We got the RBC Canadian Open coming up this weekend. It's pretty sick. Depending on uh, what couple bets hit, your boy may or may not be there on Sunday. We'll play it by year. I'll keep you posted. Uh, what else? MMA podcast is going. Baseball's. 200 games into their 9,000 game season. So be sure to keep following for that. There's everything, man. If I missed it, I'm sorry. Go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. It's the place to be. Check out the other shows, too, dude. A lot of these other shows kick ass. NASCAR podcast, too. Like, there's some good shit if you're looking for sports to win money. Uh, CFL's popping off, too. Oh, my God. We got so much shit going on here. And, of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Slack group. Slack group's been lit. It's always fun. Man, it's been popping off, too. That's always good to see. Not just the hockey thing. Some of the other groups have been getting going, too, which is good to see. But, boys, you know. You know, if you're listening to this, you know, if you're on this show, you're the three of us, you know, the hockey channel's the best. There's traffic. We're having a good time. We're talking about stuff. We're talking on their sports, too. And we don't add the channel. Don't add the channel because we're <laughs> fucking sick. Get your ass in the Slack. Hockey Gambling Podcast. This Slack in the hockey group kicks ass. Yeah, hockey channel's been going off. You know, even with the playoffs kind of dwindling down here, only having one game a night, or, or going to have some nights with no games now after a sweep. We're, we're talking KBO, we're talking NPB. I got my uh, Tohoku Rakuten Golden Eagles. Let me down. Let me down once. They got me back again though. <laughs> Let's go so Bay Stars. Oh <laughs> uh, no, Bay Stars suck. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> fuck the goddamn Bay Stars. But yeah, it's, it's been a great time. Plus one thirty-three, great value. <laughs> Uh, talk, talking all kinds of sports, getting all kinds of all kinds of sweats going there. So yeah, it's, it's been a great time in the Slack. So join that at sg.pn/slash/slack. 
and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast SG.pn slash hockey or Spotify SG.pn slash hockey S and follow us on Twitter at hockey SGPN. All right. We'll, uh, we'll jump into some news here. Uh, get right into our NHL news and discussion. Obviously, Mike Smith fucking sucks. Colorado sweeps the Edmonton Oilers in the, the what is that, the semifinals, I guess. Oilers blow a two-goal lead in the third period. Are you surprised? No. What did they give up? Fucking four goals in the third period. Are you shocked? Mike Smith is absolutely horrible. Obviously, there's more things than that. I didn't watch the game, so these guys will have better input. I was at work. But, uh, boys... Joel, good for you. Congratulations for Colorado Avalanche making the finals this year. Obviously, it's well-deserved. Um, I don't know. Joel, go off here. What do you think about this series? Uh, well, uh, how much time we got? Uh, as much could... time as you need, baby. As much time as you need. <laughs> uh, I could go off here for a while. Uh, I'll just try to summarize everything I can without without rambling too much. Um, I said it from the beginning. I was shocked that the line was only at minus uh what was it, minus 200, minus 225, something like that. When the Ash like minus 350 against the Blues, it makes no sense. There's no way that the the Oilers should be that much of a, a little lesser of a dog uh, compared to the Blues. The Blues are a much better team, especially in the playoffs. Like the Oilers haven't proven in the playoffs. The Blues have. Blues obviously have better goaltending, uh, better matchup advantages, uh, and they finished high in the standings than the Oilers. I know obviously the Oilers did – did better towards the end of the year with uh, Jay Woodcroft and all that, but uh, the line made no sense to me. So, uh, yeah, I was happy to hammer the abs with this uh, uh, matchup, uh, given the line. And, uh, yeah, and and, and you, you know me in Slack, because I, I was not participating at all during the Blues series because the Blues scared the fuck out of me. The Blues were actually a potential killer of us, but the Oilers, they never threatened us at all. So I was just enjoying the series. It was just fun hockey, not the best kind of hockey that I like. You know, I like more defense, better goaltending and all that, but uh, it was fun while it lasted. Uh, Drysaddle, the guy is a fucking warrior. He is now officially my second favorite non-AF player after Bergeron. Uh, the way that he played uh, the past two series on a, on about a high ankle sprain, and, and he suffered more injuries during this series too. And he, he was just gutting it out, and he still had fucking four assists. Beautiful play by him, um, even though he's like dying on the bench every time that the camera went to him. He's just like, <laughs> I thought he was going to go to the locker room, but no, he kept gutting it out. And uh, hail to Leon there. Uh, but yeah, Mike Smith, uh, he was good for some games and uh, bad for others. He's just uh, very up and down. We know this already. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the Oilers, they're, they're, they need to work on their defense, and uh, there's no way that they can contain the avalanche firepower with uh, what they got, especially with Nurse uh, himself being injured. So, uh, yeah, there, there was this is one-way traffic. Uh, hopefully the abs don't get too complacent based on uh, how dumped they were against the Oilers. Uh, but, yeah, it's good to get healthy now for the next uh, week and a half. And uh, hopefully Kadri comes back at some point. So that that's a bit of a concern, but we'll get to that a bit. Yeah, I had forgotten actually how, how what the line was for this series. How it was only minus two twenty, minus two twenty five for for the Avs because they're they're just such a better team all around than the Oilers are. The Oilers obviously had the McDavid money coming in. Dry settle you mentioned is absolute animal. What had four or five assists and I just just great performance in an elimination game for him. But yeah, the Oilers they're a one line team, especially without Evander Kane after he got suspended for for a game. It looked like Hyman may have got hurt there during game four. You mentioned Darnell Nurse played the entire playoffs with a 
uh, torn hip flexor. So he was one of the best defensemen, and he's he's hurt. Duncan Keith's not good. Cody Stacey's not good. Tyson Berry can't play defense. You saw it in game one, I think, when McKinnon scored his goal. He's a split the defense. I forget who it was. If it was Nurse and Keith or CeCe in there. And that was just basically the rest of the series was the Avalanche being able to to do what they want. Maybe Mike Smith. It was Smith actually took... Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the bad line change. That's who it was. Wow. Sick defenseman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, that just shows how, how horrible of a team the Oilers are. They can't even execute a line change there. But yeah, the, it was the Avs are the better team. Maybe Mike Smith was able to show up in spots, but also just completely shit the bed in spots, including a few goals into in tonight's game. So yeah, the Oilers need to revamp their defense, revamp their goaltending, as we've been saying this whole time. I mean, McDavid might end up being the leading playoff scorer, only playing in three series. He had 33 points. I think Drysaddle had 32 up there as well. So they're a top-heavy team. The Avs were able to cancel that out and use their speed against them. Kale McCarr showing why he. He's one of the best players in the world right now, possibly the best player on the Avalanche. So, yeah, the Avalanche is going to have time now to uh, get healthy. Hopefully, Kadri can come back because that was an ugly hit, an ugly play. And and we'll see what happens with uh, Darcy Kemper as well. McCarr is definitely the best player in the Avalanche. I totally admit that now. He's surpassed McKinnon. Uh, he's just been the more consistent player. Uh, I love it. I have him 50 to 1, top point score. And uh, it, it's encouraging for me to hear you say that uh, McDavid has more points than dry settles. Is that what you said? I, I believe so. Okay. Well, I have McDavid 11 to 1 as well. So uh, as long as uh, McCarr is the only one to pass McDavid, we're, we're sitting pretty. I got to be honest, that's a little bit disappointing in this series. I wanted Edmonton to make it a little bit closer. Um, you know, when you have superstars like fuck, like Zach Hyman, like Cody Cece, like Tyson Berry on the team, you'd expect more from these guys, right? as, as well as a couple other guys that we don't really need to name. But like you'd expect more from a team like Edmonton. You know, not even that a team that's in the semifinals to not get fucking swept. That kind of sucked to see. But all the credit to Colorado, man. They dominated the series. Edmonton didn't have a fucking chance in any of these games. Obviously, I know this game was an overtime 5-5, but let's face it, dude, like. I think we all knew once it hit OT that Colorado was going to win this game. Um, I I don't know. Like uh, I feel bad for a guy like Connor McDavid. It's not even his like it's not even his fault. And as a team, they made it to the conference finals. So like Connor McDavid, Orleans fans, they should still be proud of their showing. They made it to what the top four in the entire league. So like yeah, you know they they got something special maybe going in Edmonton. But Ryan, you touched on it there, dude. They got to address defense, and most important, they have to address goaltending, and that's things that you know obviously they probably will do like Ken Holland GM there. I'm sure he'll be able to figure it out. Probably not, but like he should be able to figure it out, get some fucking goaltending, get some defense when they can play defense. You know, McDavid loves Edmonton. It's clear that this guy is kind of in for the Oilers. So he wouldn't assign long-term same with a guy like dry settle. Right? So like these guys are committed do something to make them fucking stick around, man. Like, I don't know. I'm, I want to say, I want to say, I want to see McDavid succeed in Edmonton. And like, I'm sure a majority of Canadians do as well. Like it's something special to have for a country. And it's something special to have in the city of Edmonton too. Although I got to say, this is kind of heartbreaking for the Oilers to get swept two years in a row. They were swept from the playoffs last year. They got swept by the jets in the bubble. And then this year they got swept by the abs in the semifinals. When this team loses, they fucking lose hard boys. Well, yeah, one more thing. Uh, yeah, Ken Holland did try to bring in goaltending. Remember, he he almost had Markstrom. Markstrom and, and Kemper. To, yeah, but uh, yeah, Markstrom decided to pick Calgary for whatever fucking reason and <laughs> shit the bed there against the Oilers. 
And then they try to get Kemper too, but the Avs just paid a bigger price for him. So I think Ken Holland will do his best to get a goaltender in there this season. Maybe it's Kemper because he's a free agent now, so he could uh, sign him there now. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see the, what the Oilers do going forward. Jack Campbell to Edmonton confirmed. Oh, oh yeah, he's out there too. The Oilers take all the X Leafs, right? <laughs> exactly. Why not throw one more in the fucking mix? Um, <laughs> Make sure to get down on the wins bet $50 win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. WinBet is also offering an ultimate fantasy football experience. If you bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022, you'll get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. They're also offering a party with DJ Diesel package where all users can bet $100 on NBA or casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal, performance at Encore Beach Club at night, as well as a meet and greet with DJ Diesel this summer. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for one of mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat feature where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play on their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com SGP. All right, boys, we'll jump down to something else that happened in this series. Uh, I don't think we got to touch on it, obviously, because it didn't happen before last show. Uh, Evander Kane was suspended for game four. Uh, he got one game suspension after his hit on Nazem Kadri. Uh, I don't know. It's was, it was dirty. I like, to, I like to be a little bit lenient when it comes to like hits and shit, especially in playoffs. Uh, I don't think there was any way around this. It was a pretty tough goal from behind, and it's not even like Naz turned into it. It was just kind of a bad play, man. Uh, I don't know, boys. What do you feel? Yeah, those are the plays that they're they're trying to take out of the game. They're just the boarding that's right near the end boards. You don't have to hit him there. Just ride him into the boards, make make a clean hit somewhere else. But there was clear animosity between these two teams. Going back to Edmonton, I mean, Kane wanted to make a statement, and and he did. He took Kadri out for potentially the rest of the playoffs with with a broken thumb. But a bad play, but bad play by him. It's he got a five minute major uh, suspension for one game. Maybe should have been thrown out of that. Possibly would have not been a suspension then, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Kane is 
he was good on the ice for the Oilers. I can't imagine he's great in the locker room. He's not good when he doesn't have his uh his what's about him there. And and also fuck Tim Peel because he he was he tweeted and since deleted it saying how oh, that's karma for Kadri getting hurt. Kadri was making a hockey play to try to score a goal. Evander Kane was just making a predatory hit in the corner. It's it's not even comparable at all. Yeah, fuck Tim Peel. Yeah, Kane, uh, he was going after the Az players, uh, you know, especially late in game two. He was or especially going after McCarr and then going into game three as well. You know, he was, he was frustrated and uh, taking out on the Avs. And that just that boiled over late. Or um, I guess that was in game three there in the first period. Um, so, yeah, he, he was just a, a boiling cauldron, a Roman candle, so to speak. And uh, that, that just manifested in a very unfortunate play because uh, Kadri is an important piece of ours. Uh, he's a, He was arguably our best forward in these playoffs. Uh, he, was, uh, he was playing awesome on that second line, and he was, he was keeping out of trouble. Uh, he, he didn't get suspended, so that's always good, going this far without, <laughs> without that. Um, but uh, yeah, that that sucks for Kadri because he's he's been he's been awesome. He'll get a big paycheck for whatever whoever signs him next year, and uh, yeah, hopefully he can come back. It, it sounds unlikely given the fact that he'll be suffering uh, from a broken thumb, maybe something worse in his hand too. So uh, that's that that looks bad for us. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm fine with the the one game suspension. Uh, there was a similar play on on Hagel there in the was the Florida series or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But he, he only got fined, but it's because the player he hit wasn't injured. So that, that makes a difference. If you get a yeah, guy yeah. out for the whole playoffs, that, that makes a difference. So that's why he gets the game. And uh, yeah, it's just another reason for teams to be wary of Vander Kane for the offseason when he's a free agent. See, I, part of me, like you got fuck, you two know specifically, and I'm sure our listeners know too, like, I like guys that play, you know, a little gritty every now and then at the wires cross. They do something, you know, stupid. Like, I'm all for that, man. I think that's what it takes to win. I think that's important, even if you're putting your team in a detriment by taking a five-minute major and not being in the lineup. Like, that's that's hockey I'm here for. And it it sucks to see Kadri get hit, man. Or hurt, rather. I fucking love Kadri here. But, like... If Andrew Kane plays physical, man, he plays hard. Like, was this a bad hit? 100% it was. Did he deserve to get suspended? Of course he did. Uh, is it fucking hilarious that he didn't even get ejected from the game but still got a suspension? Yes, it is. But that's the NHL for you. That's nothing new. We've been dealing with that all year long. Um, it's just a shitty situation, man. Like, I, I don't know. I, could the Oilers have used Kane in the lineup tonight? Definitely. Because this guy's all the talent in the world, man. So... Uh, will he be signed next year? Of course he will. Will his contract be as lucrative as it probably should be? Of course it won't. So, I don't know, man. It's just a shitty situation. But for a guy making league minimum, and I know he's a piece of shit off the ice, so that's you can't dispute that, but he's a fucking steal for whoever ends up grabbing him, man. And on a side note, fuck Tim Peel. Uh, Tim Peel actually likes Radiohead. So, yeah, there you go. Um... All right, that covers that. We'll move down, boys. This one caught us all off guard. I didn't even know this happened until I read the fucking show sheet. Well, you're not, you're not, you're not going to sing a song. What a Radiohead song? <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, ah! 
oh, that's my dolphin noise because they just sampled dolphin <laughs> noises because they're a bunch of fucking losers, bro. Uh, fuck Tom York. Tom York is the ugliest man in the entire. He's the ugliest person in the entire world right now. If you don't know who I'm talking about, just Google Tom York. He's the ugliest piece of shit ever to be born. His mother doesn't even love him. That's how ugly he is. Um, all right, moving down here. Uh, like I said, this one caught, I didn't even know this fucking happened until I saw the show sheet and I was like, holy fuck, this is true. Uh, Bruce Cassidy got fired from the Bruins here, boys. I, I don't know. Like, I, he's a fucking great coach and it seems like he's a player's coach too. The players gotta love him. Maybe they're just looking for a little change of scenery in Boston here. Get something a bit, you know, sparked up different. But you gotta remember, like, this is a Bruins team. I don't want to say on their last legs, but like Marchand's getting older, Bergeron's getting older. They lost Chara. They, you know, Tukaras retired. This is a, like fucking Crutchy went back to where the fuck's he in Czech Republic or some shit. Now this is a team that lost a lot of their core players over the past couple of years, and to see them kind of get rid of Cassidy as well, I, I don't know. This caught me off guard here, boys. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely surprising to see. I mean, that's why it, it made the show here. Because if it was just some some random coach, we wouldn't have probably talked about it that much. But, I mean, Bruce Cassidy being fired by Boston is is a huge surprise. You have Bergeron going into free agency. He may not, may not even come back. I think you mentioned they have a few guys that aren't going to start the season because they were injured in the playoffs. So this could be a, like a Boston trying to reset here a little bit. Still have, still have Marshan signed for a few years. Hall, Coyle, Pasternak for another year. They'll probably keep him around. But... Boston could be trying to like change some sort of voice there in in what's going on and get get someone new behind the bench, possibly uh, Barry Trotz. Ooh. Yeah, I'd love to see Barry Trotz in Boston, but uh, I have to dispute the fact that uh, or your idea that Bruce Cassidy was a players' coach, given the fact that from what I heard, the, the players didn't get along with him. Uh, there was apparently a bit of an animosity between the the players and Bruce Cassidy, so that might have something to do with it. But I, I think more importantly, uh, the Bruins are, I think they're just a bit of a reload, not a rebuild, just a bit of a reload here. Uh, I might take one year off before gearing up for the next year after because uh, this year took a lot out of them. We're going to see Marshan. He's coming back from a major injury. Uh, he's going to get surgery, and if he hasn't had it already, uh, he's going to miss the early parts next season, and it'll take a while after that to get healthy too. And there's uh, Grizzlick and McAvoy that are also dealing with stuff. Uh, so they're going to be hurting going into the next season, plus Bergeron. Who knows what's going on with him? Uh, so I think that this could be a down year for the Bruins, but uh, they're going to shape good. Look. They're in good shape going forward, though, because they have a Hampus Lindholm locked in a nice deal there. And uh, Charlie McAvoy, of course. So uh, they got those stud D-men and... Uh, and Pasternak, of course. So, uh, yeah, if they get Barry Trotz going forward, that'll be awesome for them. But uh, for the next season there, yeah, I wouldn't be too hopeful for the Bruins' uh, prospects. Mike Babcock to Boston confirmed. Hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine? I don't mind it. I don't mind you really? it. Really? Holy shit. This is better. There's got to be better options. You know, like Quenville, fucking fucking i don't even know other guys like whatever i'm drunk Claude who Julian. cares yeah that's the guy I was Julian, back to the bruins yeah. could you imagine he just he just lost gold for team canada but that's okay fucking no, dale daughtry from king of the hill <laughs> <laughs> they look identical bro um <laughs> okay 
couple of awards here we're going to jump down into. Uh, Daryl Sarder wins the Jack Adams. I don't know if we touched on this last show or not. Um, and as well, Patrice Bergeron wins the Selkie. Well-deserved. Isn't that five Selkies for him? That's pretty sick. Uh, boys, any thoughts on those two gentlemen winning those two NHL awards? I mean, given the finalists, I think it kind of had to be Sutter. It was also it was him or, or Gallant who was just carried by Shesterkin or Brunette who was carried by his talent and, and Joel, Joel Quenville before him. And we saw uh, Brunette fold in the playoffs against John Cooper. So, yeah, I mean, this is a big win for uh, Joel, I believe. So I'll, I'll let him talk on this. Yes, sir. 25 to 1 for Sutter to win the Jack Adams. Made that bet in December or January or some, some such. Uh, I thought the odds were too low there. Uh, yeah, that this gets a, this gets me into the topic of uh, betting player awards and coach awards in this case. Uh, it's not something I usually look at like in the past, but based on uh, you know we got to create content for the show, so I'm looking at this stuff all the time now. Because uh, the, these are markets like the MVP, the Coach of the Year, the Norris. They these markets have high hold, right? So the books have a lot of vig. Uh, involved so it, it, it's something that I overlooked in the past but now that I'm seeing uh, when I'm monitoring the stuff all season long I'm seeing that they're not keeping up with the uh, the wards in, in the or not the wards the uh, markets in the other uh, respective stuff like the division the flames are like three to four to one but Daryl Sutter was 25 to one to win the Jack Adams when I knew that if the flames win the the Pacific division there's a very good chance that Sutter's going to win the Jack Adams so 25 to 1 or 4 to 1, which would you rather have? So that that was my logic there. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it worked out. I also placed a bet on uh, Dallas Eakins, who was 66 to 1 at the time. That that was when the Ducks were good. Uh, obviously, they fell off after that, but uh, it more than paid off with the Flames there and, and Daryl Sutter. And Daryl Sutter is also a guy that I really like. I, I loved him back when he was with the Kings. Made some money with him back then as well. Uh, that team was a hell of a team. Just that—that's how you play real playoff hockey. Not like these fucking Avalanche with their fucking eleven goal games and shitty goaltending and and all that. But uh, anyway, great win there. And of course, Bergeron. I said before, Dry Saddle's my second favorite non-AF. Bergeron's still my favorite non-AF. Uh, the guy's the man. Like they should name the Selkie Trophy the Bergeron Trophy because he <laughs> is the epitome of two-way forward play and uh there will be none like him for some time i believe come on ryan you're up <laughs> well oh for, uh, for, for bergeron i mean i mean yeah it's it, it it was him to win the sake he's he's won it so many so many years and uh sean Couturier was injured so he couldn't take it from him so it had to be bergeron here uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. Bergeron's, he's sick. He, this guy, this is fifth South Key Award. He definitely deserves it. Uh, Julie touched on this. You just renamed the trophy to him. I disagree. I think they should make a award in the playoffs for the player that is playing the most hurt. And they should name that the Bergeron. Because fuck, every year... Do they get their fucking doctors to vote on that or what? Literally, they they go through a medical clearance after every playoffs and calculate who has the worst injuries per amount of games played. And then fucking, you should win the Bergeron trophy. You got a punctured lung and a broken fucking femur or tibula and you still win the Stanley Cup? Congrats, you win the Bergeron trophy. That's what it should be. Um, No, this guy's unreal though, man. Like if... 
uh, Boston is fucking. It's they Bruins fans love him too, right? You have to love him. It's it'll be interesting to see what happens in free agency or if he even retires this year. Regardless of what happens to you, like th- this guy should be a fucking god in Boston for the rest of his life. If he was on any other team in the league, I'd love him even more. But uh, I still got to give credit to this guy. He's sick. Uh, and he's been sick his entire career, too. And congrats to Daryl Sarder. I think he said it in an interview. I don't need the award or whatever. Yeah, he's an old fuck. But still, give him the award. He did good. That's okay. Uh, although Sheldon Keith got snubbed. I'm you just know, saying. You know what? I also heard that maybe when I talked about the Eastern writer bias, it might have been because uh, these writers were fucking, uh, they split the vote between Gallant and Burnett. That's the huh. reason the Sutter won. So uh, fuck the East Coast, man. The yeah, flames. everybody that lives hey, there you. sucks. No, come, come on, come on. There's like 80, 80% of the voters on the East Coast. They don't stay up for the West Coast games, so it's a miracle that Sutter even won based on Past that. the bedtime. But, uh, it's just yeah. something to keep in mind going forward. You want to pay attention to the East Coast teams. That's a, a gambling tip for y'all. This guy overreacted like he never gets sleepy. What the fuck, eh, Ryan? <laughs> I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about all, all the old curmudgeon writers that are, are voting on this. I know they get sleepy. Hey, I exactly. get sleepy. Exactly. That's my point. That's my point. It's like 80 percent of these people are on the East Coast, so they don't see the Flames games. It's only because they like, they split the votes between Gallant and Brunette. <laughs> That's the reason why Sutter won. It's unfair, but uh, justice is done in the end. They get the early bird special at uh, 4 p.m. They catch <laughs> the first two periods of an Easter East Coast game, and then they go to bed. A shot of brandy and call it a night, but that's how that shit goes. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens in their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. 
IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world, world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Make sure you download the SGPN app. It's now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right. That covers this. This this has gone long to say, but that's okay. We're going to jump into the Eastern Conference Finals here. We got Game 4 coming up. Uh, game itself is in Tampa Bay. We got the New York Rangers against Tampa Bay Lightning. New York currently leads the series two games to one with Game 4, like I said, in Tampa. 8 p.m. puck drop on Tuesday. Uh, New York Rangers on the money line sitting at plus 155. Tampa Bay money line minus 185. Rangers on the puck line sitting at minus 180. Tampa Bay on the puck line minus 1.5 is paying plus 150. Over under is sitting at 5.5. Over paying out plus 105. The under minus 125. The series odds I almost burped. That's where it gets spicy here, boys. The Rangers paid out minus 145 to win the series. Tampa Bay plus 120 to win the series if they make the comeback. There's some money to be made there betting on Tampa, boys. I like that Tampa series play plus 120. I'll definitely be all over that. Uh, in this game, you know what happened today when I was just coming home from work, like maybe about an hour ago or so, hour and a half ago in the subway. I saw some fat fuck. This guy is fucking huge. <laughs> and he was on the subway. And he must have been a security guard because he had a security guard uniform. I guess he was coming home for work. And all I keep thinking about, who's this motherfucker stopping, dude? Like, are you kidding me? But if he falls on you, you're dead. But if not, you can sideswipe left. You can sideswipe right. But he had a Tampa Bay Lightning hat on. And you know what? That proves to me that Tampa Bay is literally going to roll this fucking game. Because this, this guy falls anywhere. He's fucking <laughs> rolling off the face of this earth. Give me Tampa Bay fucking lightning in regulation. Minus 110 in this fucking game. Uh, that's got to be the play here. Also, I do really like the over 5.5 in this game. I'm pretty sure it hit last game pretty easily. If you're going to give me the over 5.5 uh, plus 105, obviously you have great goaltending with Vasilevsky and Shosturkin, but you have equally as good offenses on these teams. So give me Tampa Bay in regulation because fat fuck roly-poly-oly security guard. Give me the over 5.5 and give me lightning on the series. Plus 120 here. That's the kind of handicapping you come for on the Hockey Gallery <laughs> podcast. Not only did you get the fucking score wrong last game to overclear it easily, it was fucking 3-2. to two. I don't <laughs> But you base on your winning on a fucking fat fuck rolling over or something because he wore a lightning hat. Bro, you, awesome. question, you questioning or what? If, if it works, it works. Hockey's all about superstition. <laughs> fat fucks. Yeah, I, I didn't realize the lightning. I think lightning regulation there is a good play, only minus one ten. But yeah, I, as Joel said, the the last two games were both three two games, so I am leading to the under five and a half, even if minus one twenty five is a bit juicy. And uh, I didn't drop in immediately for the Bergeron thing because I was looking up this tweet. I had to read it just because it, it, it's amazing. Uh, Madison Square Garden changes the lighting. It's always darker at their end, and switch it when changing ends. Vasi has to pick up the puck coming out of the darkness. This was a, uh, a a lightning fan responding to 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 a tweet from somebody, which is absolutely just insane. But you know what? Maybe there's <laughs> maybe there's something to it because then you go down to Tampa Bay, they they finally get their get their win, 
they're at home. They're a much better home team. It was probably good for the Lightning to 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 get the monkey off their back of being able to to beat the Rangers. Rangers took the uh, three games in the regular season, took the first two games in this series. But yeah, I think home ice is going to be huge in this series. I think it's going to go six or seven games. In this one, I, I would lean to the Lightning probably on the regulation just to get the juice down a little bit. But I do like the under five and a half at minus one twenty five. Yeah, the Rangers came out hot in the series, uh, dominated the first game, uh, and pretty close came to the second, but they were still a better t- team there. And then they actually uh, came out pretty strong in the third game, too, even though the Lightning were down to nothing in the series and uh, a bit of a home ice advantage. You'd think that'd be a little stronger coming off the hop, but then the real Lightning showed up after that. Uh, the Rangers scored a couple power play goals, but the Lightning, uh, they were the better team all day long. They put, what, 50-plus shots on Shesterkin there, and... Uh, Kucherov was finally the real Kucherov. He was dishing it out. I mean, that sick pass to pull off for the game and oh goal. That was God. unreal. So he, he's woken up from his slumber. And Vasilevsky, he was okay there. Uh, he didn't let any bad goals in. And uh, that that's all you expect from because Zerstarkin is outplaying him at the moment. But that doesn't matter because the Lightning are a better team five on five. And as long as they don't make those stupid penalties like... Uh, Fucking Riley Nash comes in for one game and does a stupid fucking goalie interference. Uh, Costs his team a goal, I believe. Uh, at least the power play. Uh, no stupid penalties like that, and they'll be fine here because Lightning are a much better team five on five. Um, so if the Lightning are disciplined, and I think they can be, given the fact that they have the better leadership, John Cooper for a coach, uh, they can get this done here uh, and go back to New York tied two to two. Uh, but I kind of lean to the over. Uh, we saw Shostakin. Hey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For this for this one, I do lean to the over because uh, Vasilevsky hasn't quite been elite in this series yet. He hasn't quite found his feet. I'm sure he will later on when you know <laughs> the games become elimination games, which is when he really shines. Um, for now, over five and a half here, plus one of five is speaking to me. Uh, Shostakin looks a bit tired late in that game. He was giving up a lot of rebounds, so uh, you know when you give up that many shots. Uh, you're going to get a little bit tired. I know he, he's very efficient with his movement and all that. Uh, you know, Hank Ludenquist was fucking basically filleting him at the broadcast there. Uh, so he's all over that. Uh, but I, I he's he's given up a few, more, a few more rebounds than he was before. I think he's getting a little tired. You know, the Rangers, they played two seven-game series, right? So they're getting a little bit weaker now. And now the Lightning have coming off that long break. Uh, they got the rest advantage. Now that they're back in the series, they're, they got the legs under them now. And the Rangers are uh, hurting too now with, with uh, Ryan Strom injured there. I think he's going to play at Barkley Goudreau as well. They, they both uh, left the game at some point in the in game three. So they're hurting too. So I like the Lightning to win the series here at plus 120. I like the over five and a half at plus 105. And I like the Lightning to win this game at minus 185 that you can find a lot better odds than that uh don't tell our folks good folks at <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I, I, I have a question because I, I was unable to watch game three but i saw that uh the rangers had five power plays the lightning had four was this just the refs just calling a bunch of shit like they were kind of in the first round or, or was this like a legitimate penalty most of them guys? most of them are bad calls they're all weak most of them, anyway. I mean, uh, they were trying to protect Shesterkin because two of them are goalie interference calls. One was Corey yeah, Perry. That was bullshit. That fucking <laughs> bullshit. dive by Shesterkin. Good old Igor. Flopping it up 
uh, another one might... on Rally Nash, same kind of thing. They could have called a third one a Kucherov, too, in the second period. He, he kind of got into his face, but thankfully they didn't call that one as well. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty weak penalty calls in, the, in that game. Just right, yeah, that, that makes me floppier than a fucking flaccid dick, bro. It was bad. <laughs> Yeah, that makes me feel better about the under because I know I know four of the five goals were scored on the power play. So hopefully there's more even strength play and uh, less less scoring for for my under. I don't know. It was a cool game though. Either way. All right, boys. That covers up the fucking Eastern Conference final there between the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm excited. Game four. We need Tampa to win that shit. Uh, boys, you know what time it is though. It's almost the best time of the show. It's time of the show we've been having a lot of fun with these playoffs. We're going to keep it going here. We got the HGP, the Hockey Gambling Podcast. It's the HGP Puck Puck Challenge. We need a little game here. It's a bankroll game. Crazy Frog. That should be the official song of the HGP Puck. We get sued for that? I don't fucking know. All right. It's HGP Puck Puck Challenge. I'm Hockey Gambling Podcast Puck Puck Challenge. Where it currently stands, I got 471 Puck Pucks and 43 Puck Cents. Ryan has 651 puck bucks and 25 puck cents. He currently has 20 puck bucks at risk. Joel has 558 puck bucks and 76 puck cents with 330 puck bucks at risk here. Jolie, kick us off this segment, buddy. What do you got going here in the Hockey Gaming Podcast? Puck Buck Challenge 2022 edition. Well, I'm kind of like a fish out of water here because uh, given my... Lack of betting options. I'm having to uh, maintain our, our integrity and make some bets to uh, meet the threshold of a uh, 10% of my bankroll. So uh, I'm going with a few prop bets here for once. Uh, do not tail these because uh, my prop bets uh, tend not to be good. But uh, we're going with uh, Adam Fox over. 0.5 power play points of plus 155 15 puck box on that uh we mentioned the the ref being in that game i think that will continue uh, kelly sutherland he, he, he no longer admires the history of the game and the, the closeness and the intensity of playoff hockey he just wants to see power plays apparently that old fuck so we're going with fox over <laughs> 0.5 power play points plus 155 15 puck box on that same kind of thing Corey Perry over 0.5 power play points plus 240, 10 puck bucks on that. Uh, this guy's playing on the first power play, so I think at plus 240, that is a highway robbery. Uh, um, we'll see guys like Stamkos and Kucherov at much lower odds than that. And uh, next up, uh, Hedman over 0.5 points, not power play points, points in general, minus 165, 20 puck bucks on that. Um, and then we're going with the over five and a half plus one hundred five in this game, twenty five puck bucks on that. And uh, yeah, I said enough about that. Lightning minus one and a half plus one fifty fifteen puck bucks on that. And Tampa Bay Lightning series plus one twenty fifteen puck bucks on that. I think Lightning are the better team, and they should get it done and send the series back to New York tied two two. Uh, yeah, the Rangers are a great home team, but uh, they've been weak on the road. So uh, I think the Lightning here should still be desperate enough to keep this momentum going. And uh, yeah, this game or this series should go seven. What do you think, Ryan? Oh yeah, I, I absolutely think this will be going seven games here. How about that segue? I was just—that was a good handoff, bro. You did <laughs> yeah. good, Joel, Joel, the you said handies. 
<laughs> you said you were a fish out of water, but like I, I, you make you make six bets there. I like that that uh, power play point, especially Perry plus two forty. You got you, you got Kucherov minus one fifteen. Stamkos even money had been plus one fifteen. So you've got Corey Perry standing in front of the net, has to just touch the puck there for plus two forty. So I like that a lot. And yeah, I think this is going seven games. So you know what? I'm gonna put some puck bucks down on it at plus one twenty five oh, fifty this. puck bucks for it to really go seven bad. games. Oh, um, okay. no, that no, you're trying no. to steal my bet. I'm not stealing your <laughs> bet, Joel. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay, okay, okay. I might. Um, and then I do, I do also have a, a few props for uh, this game. I have Kucherov over three and a half shots at plus 135 for 25 puck bucks. Uh, Stamkos over three and a half shots for plus 125 for 25 puck bucks. I think one of those has to hit with one of those guys firing away. Also have Hedman over two and a half shots at minus one sixty for eighty puck bucks. Really confident in that one. He's been he's been firing away all playoffs long. Then I have a uh, correct score bet here: Tampa Bay Lightning three two at a uh, plus nine hundred for ten puck bucks. Also throwing down fifteen puck bucks on the draw at plus three twenty. Maybe put on your Sunday best for this one. We may have a tie game. We're, we're going to see here. And then finally, I don't have any futures on the Avalanche, so. They're minus 200 to win the cup. I'm going to throw 100 puck bucks on that. I think that's going to be around the series price for depending who they play, the Rangers or Lightning. So going to get it in now, minus 200 for 100 puck bucks. You know, we're getting down to the dregs of the season when you're giving a fucking exact score bets on there. <laughs> Three to yeah, two. Do what you got to do, bro. Do what you got to do. Um, for myself, I got Tampa Bay in regulation, minus 110 in game four. I got 50 puck bucks down on that. Uh, I also have Nikita Kucherov over one and a half points in game four as well. Uh, that's paying off plus 140. I got 71 puck bucks and 43 puck cents on that. Uh, as well, I have Tampa Bay, New York in game four, over five and a half, uh, plus 105. I have 100 puck bucks on that. Going big, going home, baby. Boys, I was just looking at it, and like I was looking at the standings here. We're actually a little bit closer than than we think we are. I know Joel has a lot on the line here, but he's you know he's pretty much got every player in the fucking playoffs left still to win the consmite. <laughs> so only one of those could actually hit. No Rangers, no Rangers. <laughs> so if the Rangers win, he's fucked. Um, with that being said, mm-hmm. there's only really 200 puck bucks here, or so they kind of separate us all, you know, from start to finish. So it's uh, it's a bit closer than I think we all thought it might be going into it. Still, anybody's game, anything can happen. But that's the update for the HGP puck buck challenge, fucking crazy frog puck buck challenge. Uh, <laughs> all right, gentlemen, anything else you're gonna add here before we wrap up, or what? Just want to throw in Joel's uh, future bets. He has McCarr, Hedman, McKinnon. Vasilevsky and to win the Conn Smythe. And then he has oh. Kucherov top goal scorer in series here. So Holy yeah, yeah sprinkle it all over. So yeah, Joel's got the fucking arena beer man. He's got the mascot to win the Conn Smythe. He's got the fucking GM's second daughter, second daughter's cousin. He's got fucking he's got the tour guide to the stadium to win it. So he's got he's got money everywhere here. Right? Everyone except Justin. Yeah, he's got fucking blob. Oh. <laughs> I was looking at Shesterkin's odds too. Uh, maybe I'll add him as well. But uh, yeah, it's only six to there, one. Right? So yeah. fuck, Sh- no value Sh- there. Shesterkin, I, I have. I read that off as one of my open bets. Sorry, Joel does not have Shesterkin. Ah, wait. Well, throw John Cooper in the mix there. You might get a con smite though. <laughs> throw them all in. Fucking hey, Joel. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Connor McDavid might win it. He could. 
He very yeah, well could. Top point scorer. That, that never happened before, but if anyone deserves it, it'd be him. There you go. Might as well throw Jay Shiger in there too. Why not? Um, <laughs> all right, everybody, <laughs> go check out the fucking sports gambling podcast network website. That's the place to be, man. Uh, all the shows, dude. And I'm serious. Like, listen to these other podcasts, man. Like, uh, I didn't tell it's gonna be winding down a little bit in the next couple of weeks or so. Unfortunately, you know, but you know, we'll still be doing our thing. But there's tons of great content there, dude. So whatever sports you're into, maybe if you're saying, hey, I want to start watching this sport. You know a place to start, man. So check out all that shit. Uh, credit to all of our, you know, fellow hosts and all that shit at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and all the other shows. They do such a kick-ass job. Uh, as well, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Slack group. Slack group's the fucking best, man. Uh, we, I don't know, this is what? I, I think this is our 60-second episode, which is pretty cool. But we say it every episode. Get your ass in the Slack. The Slack's fucking pumping. It's so sick. It's so cool. Uh, everybody in there is awesome. We have a blast talking. When, truth be told, we make a lot of money, man. It's always good to get the second set of eyes or some other people's inputs in here. And so that's, uh, that's the place. You're literally losing money if you're not in the Slack group. It's fucking free. So get your ass in the I just realized this is the 62nd episode, and, and who scored the uh, game-winning overtime goal tonight? Number 62, Arturi Lekkinen. What? What? what just, right. Just, Habs just legend. Star, star That's pretty it cool. Just, it was cool for him. He also scored the overtime goal to send the Habs to the Stanley right, Cup last right. year. So definitely cool for him there. But yeah, as as Talon was saying, make sure you check out the Slack. Check out all the other shows. You know the Slack. It, it may sound boring. It may. It's not a Discord, but it's 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 still it's free. It's, we give away we give away picks. We, we have a good time in there, just like a group chat, bunch of friends in there. So it's uh, fucking to, sick. What do you mean it might sound boring? The Slack kicks ass. No, Slack is like affiliated with like work and like oh I gotta uh. my Slack. Yeah, but no, we're, we're a fun time in there. So join the Slack, and also give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts at sg.pn slash hockey. I also, for episode 67, I'm probably skipping. I'm just saying that. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Oh. My name is, uh-oh, what do you got? What do you say? I was going to say, we'll just skip that. Like some, some hotels skip 413, yeah, yeah. we'll skip 67. Exactly. We're skipping episode 67. <laughs> I'm serious. We'll do that. 100%. We'll put out an episode and it'll just be me farting into a mic. That's what we're going to do for episode 67. Um, all right, everybody. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer. You'll find me struggling to wake up tomorrow morning because we fucking won the Clarence S. Capable Western Conference champions. We're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm getting fucking aired. <laughs> Joel's got the trophy to win the Con Smythe. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Peace.